Hey there, Headspacers. How's everyone doing? Hope you all are well. Today is, let's see, we are here with episode number 22 of Headspace with Dr. Mike. I tell you what, I have a friend next to me. You may recognize that we have some different folk that aren't here because my team has abandoned me. How 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 can they do such a thing? No, it's all good. Uh, Christy is uh, getting beautied up. You know, she's preparing for the entrance of her baby boy, Mason. And so she's getting ready for all that. And so she took a day off today. And, uh, you know, Christine has some duties with her sorority. And Christopher is out on the baseball field somewhere refereeing or umpiring. I'm sorry. And so we actually have a guest today in the form of Miss Crystal Frowner. Crystal, say hi to the people. Let them know how, you, how, how you're doing. We can't hear you just yet. Crystal is having some technology difficulty, but she's getting working on. She's working on it. And so we are all good today. We're all good today. But good morning, uh, Brother Kevin. Good to see you, my friend. It is great to see you. Uh, we got folk literally all over the world. Uh, while I'm Before I go any further, some people have been asking, hey, I want to check this show out, but I can't catch it at 11 o'clock on Saturdays. That's perfectly fine. Uh, first of all, uh, at two o'clock on Sundays, it is broadcast on the Elevate Your Life Talk Radio. Elevate Your Life Talk Radio, and uh, it's it's aired. So this episode will be aired tomorrow at two p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. But then also Sunday night into Monday, uh, it becomes available on anywhere you get your podcast from. So you can actually uh, go to Spotify. You can go to Google Podcasts, and we're in the process of working on Apple Podcasts. Theirs is a little more difficult, uh, so we're getting that squared away. But um, anyway, you hear your podcast from, you should be able to get a hold of what we are doing. So make sure you check it out, Headspace with Dr. Mike. Let your friends know and all that stuff. I'm so excited uh, to let you all hear what it is that we all are doing. So I tell you what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and while Crystal is getting herself squared away, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you all our heads up for the day. Uh, you know, it's always nice when you actually can go ahead and Crystal's getting herself squared away with her technology and that sort of thing. And so, you know, a lot of times in heads up, I like to talk about uh, different topics. And one of the areas that uh, I get asked a lot about is how do you prepare yourself for success? And, you know, that's a great question. I mean, success is such a um, a crazy term in itself. Like, what exactly do we mean by success? Like, how do we set ourselves up for success? Well, you know, whether it is you're, you're trying to build a winning brand, whether you're working towards success, um, you're trying to gain momentum in a project, or, um, you know, if, if there's something in the area of your life that you just want to see an increase in, it starts with your smile factor. Your smile factor. What do you mean by that? It starts with your smile factor, right? Smile, S-M-I-L-E. And so a lot of times what I like to do is sometimes when I go out and I talk to folk, I tell them, you know, ask them, what's your smile factor? I remember back when I was in college, um, I was on the speech and debate team. And as a part of the speech and debate team, I actually uh, had to deliver a speech, a persuasive speech. It was a persuasive speech on Olestra. Uh, it was something about uh, fat-free fat. You may have heard about this. Olean was uh, one of the brand names for it uh, and was persuading people to 
not eat food with Olean in it. And uh, the the judge that was judging at this particular round at the end of the tournament and stuff, I did pretty well at the tournament. But um, I got my ballot sheets back and, you know, talked about how I did everything great in the round. But they said the one thing that was missing was my smile. They said the magic begins with a smile. And I thought that was just kind of stupid, <laughs> to be honest with you. And so further down the road, uh, I, I was sitting in an auditorium waiting. I think we were waiting for awards to start at another tournament. And I happened to be sitting next to this person who was my judge in that round. And they were asking me how the season was going and stuff. And so I said, you know, I got a crazy question to ask you. On my ballot, you said something about the match begins with a smile. And she said, oh, that's easy. She said, I was not convinced that you believed in what it was that you were persuading us on because you never gave me a smile. There were times where you were talking about things that were happy, times that you wanted to tell us that you wanted to encourage us, but you looked real serious and said, the magic begins with a smile. And that really stuck with me for a number of years, so much so that um, as I'm preparing my heads up today, one of the things I want to talk to you is ask you about, um, you know, what's your smile factor, right? The magic begins with a smile. And the first thing, you're trying to set yourself up. Here's key number one, see who you are, right? See who you are. You have to take inventory of what it is that you're bringing to the table. I remember back when I was in high school, uh, my class as our class project, we actually opened a school store. And this was my first time actually working any type of retail. And we were all excited about it. I mean, we had candy bars. We had uh, T-shirts. We had cans of soda and juice and little you know, fake jewelry, school supplies. And we were really, really excited. We had a real cash register. And I remember our advisor said, before we can open up, we have to take an inventory. And we were like, inventory? And we had to count everything that we were starting with. And then she said, every month, we have to go and take inventory of what our stock is. She said, that's the only way we can actually determine how far we've grown, how much profit we've made, how much profit we lost, because you've got to have a, a baseline, but then you also have to know what your progress is along the way. And so seeing who you are is understanding that I'm a success. I want to be successful. I want to do this. I want to do that. But what is it that you're bringing to the table? Who exactly are you? What is it that you bring to the table? And as you're answering this question, you may be saying things like, who am I? Like, where did I come from? What do I do? What is it, where is it that I'm trying to head? What kind of family do I come from? What, what kind of experience have I had, right? Um, what is it that makes you special? Let's see who you are right? What is it that makes you special? You, you, maybe you're going out for a job and the question becomes, if you're called in for an interview, obviously the other people that are being interviewed have something on paper that, you know, is comparable to you. So what is it that sets you above everybody else? See who you are. Take inventory of what it is. Here's the M. The M is this, a model. You got to find a mentor or find a model. So once I know exactly who I am, then what I need to do is I need to have an example of what I'm trying to get to. Have you ever tried putting a puzzle together and not look at the picture of what the puzzle is supposed to look like when it's finished? Now think about that. Like, how does that work? Unless you have like super abilities, right? Uh, it's kind of hard to put together a puzzle piece, puzzle pieces if you don't even know what the puzzle looks like. <laughs> right? You got to have an example. You got to have a model of what you're trying to build. Same thing with Legos, same thing with model cars, model planes, right? What is it that you're trying to put together? What's the example that you're trying to have? And so what does that look like? Maybe it includes having a mentor. You know, um, I am a huge fan of mentorship, right? I think mentorship is a, a very important piece and mentors don't have to be very formal. 
but here's how it works. First of all, when you have a mentor, you have to be honest. In other words, you have to really, I mean, you can't hide things from your mentor. It's, it's almost like when you go to the doctor, the doctor asks you what's wrong. You can't tell the doctor other stuff. You got to tell the doctor what's wrong because they can't prescribe for you what to do, you know, if you're not being honest with them. So you got to be honest. You have to be open. What does that mean, Mike? It means I got to be open to other possibilities, right? I got to be open to a way of thinking that I wasn't used to before or I'm not comfortable with, or I got to be open that there were some things that I wasn't willing to try before, but I need to be open that they're going to work or, or that I'm going to try them, even if they take me out my box. And then here's the last thing. You got to be willing, right? I can prescribe to you. If I'm your mentor and I'm telling you what to do, I can tell you until I turn blue, which would make me a, a big smirk, right? But nonetheless, I can tell you till I turn blue what it is. <laughs> if you're not willing to do the work, what we got? I'm serious. If you're not willing to do the work, if you're not willing, I can't do the work for you. I can't want it more than you, right? I can't force it into you. You have to be willing. That's what happens when you find a model, when you find a mentor. You have to be willing to do the work. How it works. You got to be honest, open, and willing. You got it? All right. So review. First of all, smile factor S, see who you are, right? M stands for find a model or find a mentor. I is imagine your life. It's a great quotation. You've heard me say this on the show before. Vision without action is a daydream. Action without vision is a nightmare. Vision without action is a daydream. Action without vision is a nightmare. <laughs> um, every time I think of that quotation, I, I just imagine going to the grocery store with no list <laughs> on payday, and I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> you haven't been there, right? You have no list, so you have no plan. Everything looks so good. The money is burning your pocket. Like there's no limitations because you pay that. Listen, at least one day you're a rich man or woman. <laughs> and you have no plan. And so you go through the grocery store. Everything looks so good. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to make this. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to have that. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? It causes a nightmare, right? It causes a nightmare because it's like, uh, how am I going to be able to do it? If you don't have vision or... or any of that, what is it that you're going to be doing? And so you find yourself in a situation where now all of a sudden you have no plan. You got to imagine your life. You have to start thinking about where is it that I want to go? Where do you want to be 30 days from now? Where do you want to be 60 days from now? Where do you want to be 90 days from now? 30, 60, 90 plan, right? Right. Or let's take it even further. Where do you want to be a year from today? I challenge you all, whatever day you're listening to this, I want you to put on your calendar a year from today. And I want you to build a list for where you want to be this time next year. We're recording this on June 5th, 2021. Where do you want to be on June 5th, 2022? Here's the next one. Where do you want to be five years down the road? Um, and then where do you want to be 10 years down the road, right? 10 years, like 10 years from now, where do you want to be? And I'm going to tell you something. Those of you who are young and you think 10 years seems like a long time away, I've been married for 11 years. We just celebrated my 11-year anniversary. And Chevelle and I were sitting around talking about, man, where did the 11 years go? It flies. Decades fly. Where do you want to be 10 years from now? And there's so much that you're going to be doing. And you don't want to look back and imagine, man, if I had just put the work in, 
early on, this is where I could be 10 years now. You want to say, man, I'm so glad I put the work in. And this is where I'm at 10 years later. All right. So see who you are. Find a mentor or model. Imagine your life. Here's the L. Live your dream. Um, live your best life, right? This, you know where you're going, you know what you're doing, you live it out, live it out loud, right? You listen, I'm gonna tell you something. Um, I know I have some clients that are on their weight loss journey, like I am, and one of the things they start doing is they they're like, Mike, I'm getting ready to get some new clothes. Yes, get those new clothes, those smaller clothes, start wearing those things. Why? Because now you're living that out. What this also means, though, is that there are some people, and I've said this before, there are some people that can't go on the journey with you. They're not making a positive contribution to what it is that you've established as your mission statement, your vision statement for life. There are some folk that are actually holding you back and keeping you from getting to the potential that God has established for you in your life. And they're holding you back because they don't have the same type of mindset. They don't have the same type of mission statement, the same type of vision. Listen, every year, I tell you all this time, I tell you the week before my birthday, I start doing a purge. I start erasing people from my Facebook page. I start getting rid of numbers in my phone book because well, my phone you know, contact list, um, because I start asking the question, is this person made a positive contribution to where I'm trying to go or are they somewhere else? And you gotta start doing it because not everybody can go with you. All right, so here we go. See who you are, mentor model, Imagine your life, live your dream, and here's the last but not least, evaluate and evolve. You have to take time to evaluate where you're going and what you've done, right? Um, but then you evolve into where you're trying to get to. And some people get nervous about this because they said, well, Mike, what that means is that I, I kind of like what it is I'm bringing to the table. I like who I am. I get all that. I promise I do. But the question is, is everything that you're bringing to the table, um, is it really serving you well, right? Um, evaluate uh, McDonald's, right? People talk about McDonald's all the time. What, what is McDonald's is known for what? Hamburgers and French fries, right? They, they, they the hamburgers and French fries. That's where you go, right? Well, if McDonald's just kept serving hamburgers and French fries, would they still be the number one fast food restaurant in the world? They would not. They evaluated and recognized, you know what? Chick-fil-A is coming up with this great chicken sandwich. Burger King has greater burgers. Wendy's is doing this, this, and this. So they evaluated and said, where do we stack up with them? And then they started evolving. Look, I can go to McDonald's and I'm on a healthy lifestyle. Believe it or not, I can get help. There's some healthy options for me at McDonald's. I don't do it often, but I may find myself from time to time in a place where I really, I need something that's healthy and I can get a grilled chicken in a salad and I'm good to go, right? Um, you may not want to drink Coca-Cola, but guess what you can do? You can go and you can get a Frappuccino. You can get coffee, fancy coffee. I mean, you can get frozen coffee. I mean, what happened? McDonald's said, look, in order for us to stay relevant for where we're trying to go, we evaluated, said that this, this, this is going to happen, and we evolved. I can still go there and get French fries and hamburger, but I can also get so much more as well. Why? Because they evolved into what they needed to be to be relevant for where they're trying to be and go. Question for you is, how are you evaluating? How are you evolving? Are you keeping yourself in an echo chamber where you're just allowing the voices of those who sound a lot like what you wanna be and what you wanna do and you're letting that ring out? That's not evaluating and evolving. That's kind of just being. Question is, where do you wanna go? And are you evaluating and evolving to that? And with that being said, I ask you, what is your smile factor? See who you are, find a model or mentor, imagine your life, live your dream, evaluate and evolve.
And that's my heads up. That's my heads up. And Miles, I think we need to pay our first bill. We got to uh, pay our bill with Garrett before we bring Crystal on. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit them up at GWalt Services on Instagram. Remember, GWalt Services Can you hear me? for your audio, video, and lighting needs. All righty, all righty. Crystal, it looks like you are in the studio and ready to go, yes? Yes. Can you hear me? Woo! I hear you loud and clear. I see you. Oh, my gosh. It is so good to have you. How are you doing, first of all? I'm doing well. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. So we are here. Um, so folks know I told everybody that our normal team they abandoned me in my hour of need. No, they're, they're an awesome team and they just have to live their lives. And this is my life and they have theirs. And so I, in the 11th, ah, 10th hour, I said, you know what? I'm going to bring in a friend who uh, we have some history, don't we, Crystal? I mean, we've known each other, man, how long? 20 years? Has it been that long? Uh, you may be old, but I'm not. Ah, I didn't say our age. I just said how long we knew each other. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as far as the people could have known, we could have been next to each other in the nursery, in the baby nursery true. after That's we were true. born. I've seen that you done told on yourself. See, see, mm -hmm. you done told on yourself. <laughs> We've known each other for a long time. We actually, uh, we did the rinks at school and all this stuff. And so, Crystal, I just am so excited and I'm tickled black that you decided that you would join us today to kind of hang out with us. Are you mm -hmm. excited about being here with me? Yeah, I am. I see your team is like the Ravens. Instead of oh. like the Chiefs. Oh, okay. Let's see. Let's see. They will be now, here was, for you. Oh, let's see. I'm well, not sure. every member of my team is a Ravens fan. So maybe some of that Steeler juju has kind of worn off on some of them. Maybe that's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> As y'all can see, we are not talking about football today because Crystal loves her Chiefs and I love my Ravens. But what we are going to talk about, there was a school right around the corner from the school that we went to, uh, Wilberforce University. What happened at their graduation, Crystal? Tell the people what happened. Well, it was about a week ago when at the graduation, the president announced that all of the student debt would be forgiven. <laughs> now I went to the wrong school. I know. <laughs> well, we went to the wrong school on the wrong year, right? Because they definitely didn't do that at our graduations, did they? Right. We should graduate this year instead of last year. <laughs> at the right school, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, Wilberforce University. Uh, one of uh, one of the uh, it was an early. I don't know if it's one of the first historically black HBCUs, but it is a you know it's early on uh, in southwestern Ohio. And uh, the president, he got up and he said, I just want to let you know that the board of trustees, that's, that's what makes it approved, you know, credible. He said, they've dismissed your debt. And the praise break that they had in that place, I tell you what, I know there was some some uh, some wigs getting lost. I know there was some uh, there was some two stepping taking place. I Can you imagine what <laughs> can you imagine what you would have done? Oh, my like, goodness. I don't even know how to turn flips. 
But I would have learned that day. <laughs> Back flips or front flips? That's the that's the key. Backwards. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Anyway, I congratulations to the Wilberforce class of 2021 and your debt-free life. Live your best life. Uh don't now don't get back into debt. Use this as the gift and do something with it. Um that that's exciting. You know, it's been great actually watching uh the Facebook feed of everybody's graduations, you know, because last year it was a different situation. Uh so this year everybody kind of gets to you know, don their cap and gown. I'm even excited because, you know, I became Dr. Mike in the the winter. And so I didn't get to participate in my graduation. And so I just got an email that I actually get to participate in graduation. I'm excited about wearing, you know, because that that people look at the regalia for the doctors. And they're like, oh, that's nice. It's, it's expensive, too. So I want to get my wear. Yeah, out y'all get to wear the velvet, right? The, the velvet. The velvet. You got mm-hmm. the stripes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got my three stripes on the side and yes. my little my little uh tam, I think that's what it's called, and my big long hood. I'm excited. Um, but I'm really excited about the class of 2021, class the class of 2020, because I know a lot of schools allowed the class of 20 to come back and do their graduation. So that's great. One more thing, Crystal, because one thing that did get canceled last year, we know that I look forward to these every four years, is the Summer Olympics. And last year's Summer Olympics were supposed to be held in Tokyo. And because of um, because uh, because of the fact that um, the, the pandemic, right, they weren't able to have it. And so they're saying they're going to have it this year, which I think is weird. It's going to be like uh, the Tokyo 2020, but it's going to be 2021 edition, right? But they're saying that, you know, the people of Tokyo don't want it. But the, pe- the the government of Tokyo is saying, well, too bad. <laughs> yeah, because they spent all that money. They spent a lot of money, yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think they should be having the Olympics? Um, I think for the athletes, they should have it. Okay. Because some of them, by the time, four years from now, they would have aged out. Yeah. And they wouldn't yeah. have gotten their moment. Yeah. So I yeah. think that so certain people can participate. I think that they should still go ahead and have it because you practice for all those years. I mean, yeah. a lot of them start as children, especially like yeah. the gymnastics. There's only a small span as to which they can compete. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think that um, it's important that we give those athletes an opportunity to um I think we do have to give the athletes the opportunity to compete and just figure out what that's going to look like. So I think that, you know, I think it's a bigger picture because it's a, it's a reimagining what we've known. And I think a lot of times we tend to get ourselves in situations where um, we tend to get ourselves in situations where we want to go back to what was comfortable and what we knew. Right. And I think a lot of people want to go back to what the Olympics used to look like. And I think it's one of those things that you got to start imagining Olympics aren't going to be what it's going to what it's been in the past. Like, for instance, Mm -hmm. those athletes aren't going to have their family in the stands watching them like they typically do. And you're not going to hear all these, you know, USA. You know, I've been there like I've, I've been a part of those those competitions. And so hearing everybody shout for their country and stuff is not going to happen. But I think uh, I am very much in favor of them figuring out how to make it happen for the athletes. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crystal, what if you could go to the Olympics, what sport would you go to the Olympics for? Which sport? Uh-huh. Gymnastics, of course. Oh, you want to be Simone Biles. We're going to talk about her in a few moments because that- I want to twirl. Girl. I want to have- 
<laughs> do your backflip that, was... that you that you doing because you debt free after exactly. college. <laughs> I um, would start like an Olympic modeling group or something. Olympic modeling. <laughs> I wonder if they would have. Well, you know they add sports all the time. You should put your recommendation over there. Or shopping. I would be the best shopper. Olympic shopper. <laughs> Speaking Ooh. of shopping, I think we got to pay a bill. Okay. Go ahead and pay a bill. Go ahead and pay a bill, Miles. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike Show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. So we were talking about Olympics and the and the competitors, and um, I was watching uh, last night a clip on Instagram. They had like um, Simone Biles. I think they're in the middle of the USA Championships, and um, they're basically saying that there are five slots for the women's gymnastic team, but there basically is only going to be a competition for four of them because Simone Biles is definitely an automatic. Like she's a shoe win. Like she's definitely going to go. Like there's no question. Um, because apparently the the women's gymnastic is not like other sports where you know you have to kind of like rank. You know, at the certain competitive trials, you have to get like one and two or three or whatever. Um, what happens is the the people that win the first and second, they're automatically go, and then the committee determines the other members of the team. And so, like you know, you may not even do well at the trials, and you still get to go. And I think that's happened in the past. But they said that she's going, and I just think that's incredible. I mean, when you think about it, back when we were growing up, Crystal, we didn't see. Well, I guess that let's take that back because Dominique Dawes was mm -hmm. African American, but it wasn't a big sport for we didn't see a lot of African Americans in no. gymnastics. No. Um so it is nice to see Simone Biles doing um doing what she does. Um but that, that girl is bad. I think they had they were talking about um there's a move that she did on the vault that men like it's a man's man's um move and no woman has ever attempted it. Um did you see that? Yeah, I watched it. It it's was crazy. amazing. It was, I think it was like a triple flip thing. Yeah, it was something, something mm -hmm. Russian. It was named, it was named after the guy that that did it first. But the other piece about the controversy with it is that they're saying because it's such a complicated move, um, in many ways her score is getting deducted because it's so complicated. Like she's not getting the weight of the um the, the, like, I guess the scores are determined by the complication of the move, but that move is so complicated, it doesn't even have a baseline. So actually, she's not getting the amount of points she probably could get, should get, uh, based on the rules or something. So I just think that's just kind of jacked up. But Oh, for sure. She should get an A just for effort. Okay, the other ones ain't trying it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's automatic 10, right? Because she does something just real complicated. I agree. She did it. <laughs> they should have us on the team, Crystal. Um, now, Naomi Osaka. Yes, you need to be a judge, right? Naomi Osaka. What did she do in Paris? She took an off day. That's what she did. She called in sick. 
She called me. Y'all don't want to listen to me. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> is it really that simple? Though no, she did, you know what? Though in many ways, she did take. She took. She called in sick. She took a yeah. mental health day, didn't she? She took wow. a mental health day. She wrote them the letter. She told them they was getting on her nerves. <laughs> she said, "Stop asking me the same daggone questions. I've been answering them for years. You're plucking yeah. the same nerve over and over nerve. and over again. Over and over again. That's right." She said, "I'll take the fine because I don't play for the media." Uh-huh. I play for the association, yeah. you know, yeah. and they got mad and she yeah. said, oh, mental health day, mental health day. I'm, I, you know what? I'm not even mad at, at uh, for, so that everybody knows we are not making fun of the fact no. that, that she is taking mental health because mental health um, is, is a big thing. Right. So we, we know that, but at the same token, um, it does go to show um, how important we do have to start thinking about taking care of ourselves. And in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's just a tournament, right? It's, it's a little bit of money for my livelihood. And, you know, how good is she going to be? And, you know, Naomi Osaka, I really I really appreciate what she did. She said, look, she said, and I think it goes back to, from what I'm hearing, the French media especially is pretty rough. Um, and we, I mean, we've known that. I mean, let's face it, um, um, Princess Diana, you know, they were running away from the, the paparazzi in France. And so I, by no means am, am I expressing like trying to talk bad about French and France and French people or something like that. But the culture of the media, from what I understand, is pretty rough. And can you imagine how old is she? She's so young. So yeah. I think it's admirable for her to stand up for her own self, you yeah. know, to first write the letter and say, hey, this is a problem for me. You yeah. know, and this is how it's affecting me. Yeah. And then for them not to listen, that's, I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Um, and you bring up a good point that she's young. So a veteran, right? Um, when we started talking about this African-American, black girl power, black girl magic in tennis, right? We think of Venus mm-hmm. Williams. This is what Venus had to say about that issue when she was asked about it. For me personally, how I quote, how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So that's how I deal with it. Um, But each person deals with it differently. Mic drop. Exactly. I mean, mic drop. I mean, what what more is there to say? She's like... That's the that's the <laughs> that's the 2021 version of sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. <laughs> from right, Venus Williams. You can't beat me. Auntie Venus said, listen, that's how I deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mm. She said, you can't beat me. I love that. that. That'll preach. That'll preach one day. I, I need an organ up under under that. That that will preach. That'll preach. I mean, seriously. I mean, at the end of the day, you can say what you're going to say, but you can't beat me. So there's that. Wow. Mm, mm -mm. All right. So speaking of aunties and the blending of culture, (laughs) because you had the old culture and the newer culture, Monique is back in the headlines again. (laughs) She is back in the headlines again. She, you know, because she didn't, she upset Mother Oprah and Father Tyler and a few years ago with her rants and so now she didn't got one there what did she say crystal what what did what did auntie monique say 
actually she came in my opinion rather nicely and she said look here sweet babies <laughs> my queens mm-hmm. please stop wearing bonnets and pajamas and slides and slippers your house clothes outside inside mm-hmm. okay outside no way mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what she said mm-hmm. in summary in summary so are you saying that you tend to lean more on the side of agreement with with monique or you disagree with monique i agree with her i lean more towards her side okay okay Um, okay but like you said i'm more old school yeah and my mom was raised on the south side of chicago okay? okay and i had um seven aunties and they did not play they not hold their tongue. They would tell you quick, fast, in a hurry mm-hmm. how to get right and stay mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. to this day, I call my auntie. And before we get off the phone, she asked me, have I been drinking my apple cider vinegar? And since I'm not married, have I been doing my sit-ups? She's like, do you do 100 sit-ups before you Wait go to bed? Wait a minute, the sit-ups? <laughs> the sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> the sit-ups. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the sit-ups. <laughs> Not the sit-ups. Your apple yes. cider vinegar and your sit-ups. Okay. You said you okay. get that stomach flat. <laughs> <laughs> Not the apple cider vinegar and the sit-ups. Okay. Okay. So, but so they're just old school like that, and they used to. I remember one time I went to go visit them and I used to, uh, my mom pressed my hair out, but I was super hyper and I run around. And so I ended up having to go to church and I sweated out my press and curl. All I had was like an Afro and little curls at the end, you know, whatever. And my aunties made fun of me like the whole entire tire. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, oh, your dress is cute, but what's going on with your head? Your head. <laughs> Wow. So I grew up in that area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, not really. Mm-hmm. I heard about that era. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, she raised some black guys. And I think I think you're on to something about that. I think it's a generational uh, perception of the generations. I um, I remember for me growing up, my parents did like we have this area in Baltimore called the Inner Harbor. Right. And mm-hmm. it's downtown Baltimore. We weren't allowed to just go down. I couldn't go down there in sweats, you know, in a T-shirt. And it, I had to go down there like I, I was somebody, you know, like I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to wear a suit to go downtown, but I need to put some good clothes on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that goes back to the fact that, you know, that if that area had the inner harbor wasn't developed until the, the 80s. But during the 60s, during the, you know, Jim Crow, which we had here in Baltimore, there were certain areas of downtown blacks were not allowed in. And so, you know. That was one of the things that my mom always said, you know, there were certain areas that we weren't even allowed in. And so you need to respect that. And so I can kind of appreciate that. I, I, I have mixed, I have mixed, I have mixed feelings on the whole thing. I think that um, had it come from someone else, perhaps others would have received it better. Mm-hmm. Right. Who could have, who actually could have said something like that and people wouldn't have given her as much backlash. I wonder. Um, I think it's just because Monique is so, you know, actually, I think like this, 
generation doesn't really receive criticism that well. That's a good question. Or That's instruction, I should yeah. say. You know, That's a good because point. I don't think it came from a, a hard like place. Like I don't think she was trying to be mean yeah. or anything like that. And I think that um everyone is so opinionated, like and I don't think it would have been really well received regardless of who had said it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, like I said, my opinion, I think that there are other things that are just as simple to throw on your head if you aren't, um, you know, you just want to be careful and casual. You can put a baseball cap on it. That's super easy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tie your scarf in a cute way. You know, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's... Um, like uh, those turbans. I've been outside in a turban before, you know, and I, so there's, there's lots of other options. And I understand that everyone has the right to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But I think um, oftentimes there has been a loss of the, the community, so to speak, where we don't recognize that each one, we do represent each other, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for those, yeah. there's a lot of people who don't, have interactions with black people mm-hmm. or black women. And so mm-hmm. then they automatically assume just off of one person, this is how that interaction is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it's not. Hmm. You know, you bring up a good point, Crystal. I um, I think that this is going to open up for some more conversation. I would, pro- I would love to have you come back and maybe even have some of the other um, female members of our team kind of come on and talk more about this because I think, you know, as a man, it's a little easier. I will be honest with you. It's a little easier. We, we're allowed to get away with so much, you know, as men, it's, it's kind of, you know, real easy uh, for us. And so it's, it's hard. I know what I like to see, but at the same token, I'm not shopping, you know, anymore, <laughs> 11 years, right. I put a ring on it. And so, um, but with that, um, it's very fascinating, and, and I, I want to continue that discussion. So, would you be willing to come back at some point so we could talk about this a little further? Oh yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and hit it, Miles. Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. Right, Crystal. So um, we have been in the middle of the 30 and 60 challenge and actually in about what? Uh, a week, in about two weeks, two weeks from today, actually a little less than two weeks from today, it is going to be over. We will hit, have hit our 60-day mark. Uh, first of all, I know everybody wants to be, um, you know, where am I at with my weight loss journey? So drum roll, please. As of this morning, I am down 43.7 pounds. So there's that. 43.7 pounds. Yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Down 43.7 pounds. Uh, feels great. Um, you know, I feel good. Like I really feel good. I'm glad I started the challenge. I feel a little bad because uh, we got the challenge going on Facebook and then it kind of deflated a little bit. So I need to make sure these last two weeks, um, I really kind of pump it up again, uh, because I know some things have been coming out about it. I've been getting DMS from some folk. I have a person who actually is um, in the process of getting their book 
um, read now because uh, they have the editors reading it. Um, they have the editors actually sitting there reading it to put some final corrections on it so that by uh, the end of July, it'll be ready to go to print uh, so that they can have it ready in se by September. Um, Crystal, wait a minute. You're a part of, you're doing something with the 3060 challenge. What are you up to with it? I've been writing myself. Get out of here. Yes. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. I, I've been writing and then I've also uh, I started a YouTube channel. So I have to get that together. Yes. Yes. So you actually have a wait a minute, you have a YouTube channel? I do. Y'all need to see some of these videos that Crystal <laughs> posts. Uh, she posts on Facebook. It was funny too because she said to me, she said, Now, are you sure that you want me on this show? I said, No, I really am sure because you are just as crazy as I am, if not a little crazier than I am. So I love it. So, so, so you, you were doing some writing. What kind of writing are you working on? Well, I have been um, making up content for my videos, and then I've also been starting writing some devotionals. Really? Like devotionals, like when we're doing a quiet time in the morning and Doing our yeah. Bible study in the morning and stuff like that. Really? Yes. So I'm Very putting good. like a little collection together. I'm just going off of what comes to me. I mean, of course, I pray about it. Yeah. And that's what he wants me to write. And yeah. I know once I get finished, we'll see um, what I have that's more uh, cohesive. Yeah. And go from there. But they're kind of like my videos, but um, just crazy stuff that happens to me. Like what? Give me one example of something crazy that's happened to you. Um, like from the past or like what the devotions are? Just in general. Just in general. Like one of your crazy stories that you like to tell. Oh, goodness. I have so many. I don't know why strange stuff always happens to me. Like, <laughs> I swear, I have like five guardian angels. Like somebody is missing a guardian angel. Like because they're they helping you out. Yes. It's like they can, I can't just get one. They have shifts. They have to tag each other in. You know? Because they have to they have to they take the night watch as well. <laughs> exactly. They're like, ah, who, who left her unattended? Get her. <laughs> so one of our one of our listeners, Kevin in Denver, he said, Are you doing a devotional book, Crystal? So you're actually yes. are you hoping to actually put the the different to a devotional book? I'm I'm hoping to get it together and yes and do a book. Okay, that's awesome. How soon do you, are you think you're gonna get it together? Um, that's between God. Okay, because <laughs> when He tells me I'm done, then I'll stop writing. Yeah. Okay. Good for you. So I'm I excited about, about that. Like six stories right now. Okay. So I don't know if I should get ten or um. Like how long it should be. Very good. Very good. So you, you've been doing this as a part of the 30 to 60 challenge. What did the challenge do for you uh, in that regard that like you didn't have? Cause I mean, obviously you had this vision for the book. It didn't just pop up overnight, but what was it about the 30 to 60 challenge that kind of set you up so that you could, you know, make more progress in that area? It was the 30 minutes a day is not mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, and even if you do an hour, if you have 24, an hour really isn't that much. It's not even 10 percent mm -hmm. of, you know, your day. Mm -hmm. So just writing a little bit and dedicating that time mm -hmm. to doing it. Mm -hmm. That's what really helped me focus. 
Good for you. It's you know, it's funny. So much time. Don't we all? Time is, you know, a lot of people talk about the fact that um, money, they, they say money is our most valuable asset. But what I found in life is that time is the most valuable asset. Like we only have 168 hours in a week, right? And the question becomes, what do you spend your time on? And um, there was an exercise uh, years ago that um, when I was a speaker with Monster, um, that we used to, you know, when we would do our keynotes in the high schools and even the colleges, one of the things we would talk about is, um, do you spend your time like it's money, right? And what does that look like? And how, just like when you don't pay attention to how much you're spending your money on, after a while you look back and you're like, I have nothing to show for it. You know, you start looking at what you put your time into and how you didn't budget your time and bam, all of a sudden you're like, man, I have nothing to show for it. <laughs> right. Because it's just like you were saying earlier, uh, you know, if you write down the day's date, a year is going to go past whether you want it to or not. Mm -hmm. You know, so what have you done in that time? Mm -hmm. How have you increased? How have you become better? You know, are you still the same? Mm -hmm. And like you said 10 years when we were younger. Oh, my goodness. That seemed like an eternity. Mm -hmm. Now it's like a snap of the fingers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's and a good point. Like, how did I get here? Mm hmm. Um, there was, I think there was something on Facebook where a person um, had talked about how they have kept putting off getting their master's degree. And they said, you know, it's going to take me three years to get it done. And the other person's response to them was, well, three years is going to get here, whether you like it or not. Like the question is, is the three years going to get here with your master's degree or without it? <laughs> right. Uh, even just now, I was like, it's June 1st. What happened? It was yeah. just New Year's. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, I, it's funny you say that because I'm sitting there. We were, uh, Shirella, Mike, and I were talking about looking forward to vacation this summer. And you know, our vacation we already have it booked up in the middle of July. And we were talking about, man, you know, I'm excited about it getting here, but I don't want to rush it here because the more I rush it here, the more it's over. Because <laughs> right. we're gonna be sitting in September saying, man, that was a great vacation. <laughs> Where are you guys going? We're going. We're starting out in Florida. Uh, we wanted to find a place. I know Florida in the middle of July. I mean, that's some glutton for punishment. But we were looking for a place. So this will be the first. You know, we hadn't really got to hang out with Shirella's family in Ohio. Um, my family here because of the COVID, and uh, you know, everybody's getting vaccinated or is vaccinated. And so we were like, where could we go this summer? And uh, you know, we have a timeshare, and we were looking at different places that's easy to get to. And so we found we we settled in Orlando. Like Orlando, you know, it's it's a place to be. There's a lot to do. There'll it has proximity to things like the beach, the amusement parks, all that stuff. And so yeah, so we're gonna hang out in Orlando for the week. And then I am a um, featured speaker, Sandy Cove Bible Conference Center uh, up here in Northeast Maryland. They have what's called family camp. So for five weeks. They have family camp. So each week they they can't they have different families that come in for family camp. And I am the, the featured speaker for um camp week five. And oh, so congratulations. thank you very much. Yeah, I went um they um actually hired me to be a life coach there two years ago for family camp. And um, you know, I had an awesome time. It was great because they you know, I was working, so to speak, but then they were like, bring your family. And so Mike got to go and do the kids stuff. Shavella got to just be and, and Sandy Cove is one of those places, and this is a little plug for them. Sandy Cove is one of those places that you just feel connected to God. Like it's just so 
quiet. It's at the top of the Chesapeake Bay. It's beautiful. And uh, we made some great relationships through that. And then um, they didn't have it last year, you know, because of COVID. And then I got an a, a email um, a couple months ago. They said, hey, we really want you to come and be the speaker. And it was funny because I said, they said, we want you to come and speak. And I was thinking they were going to have me come and do the life coach thing again, right? And they were like, and so I replied back. I said, yeah, is this going to be the life coach? She was like, no, we want you to be the speaker for the week. And I mean, they, they have people like Brian Loritz and all these other like facilities. Oh. Yeah, they have all these. I mean, they have big names that come. So you're gonna there, be rubbing so. shoulders. I know, right? Yeah, he, <laughs> Brian Willis is not gonna be there that particular week, but but, but it's like, but that's you're in good have, company. Yeah, you know who else they have come speak up there? If you do, you remember him from Chapel, Richard Allen Farmer. Remember he used yes. to come to Chapel all the time. Yes. He's speaking at one of their conferences, not not okay. this one. So I mean, they get people like that, and so it's like. Whoa, I get to do something like that. So yeah, so we're, when we get back from vacation, we get back that Saturday night and uh, Sunday morning, we drive one up and then I'm speaking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then after that, I have to head to Atlanta uh, for the convention for um, the, co the company I'm a, a health coach with, Optavia. And so I'll actually be in Atlanta for a few week, a few days um, for that. And so I'm excited that I get to actually travel again because you know yes, I, kudos to you. I like my traveling, so yeah. So thanks and for and you know um, what? You're gonna get closer to God in Orlando too. Because you're gonna be yeah. confessing all your sins because I gonna be so hot. That's so, right. Okay? <laughs> 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 That's what's gonna happen. Y'all like look, y'all need to repent now because y'all right, wanna... I can't go to no, nah, you know. this ain't happening. Are you doing anything for vacation this summer? No, I well, actually, I'm going home. Oh well, I say home, but my daddy's home. Okay. You know, uh, we're going to Alabama. Alabama. Oh, in the summer. Sweet home, Alabama. Sweet home, Alabama. Wow. <laughs> yes. My goodness. And I will be indoors only. Okay. Indoors Air conditioning only, huh? only. I know that's right. Yeah, because the hot down there is just. It don't play. It grabs you by the collar, shakes you. It makes you want to holler. Makes okay. you want to holler. <laughs> but you're going to have a good time down there. That is awesome. Very good. Well, Crystal, it was great hanging out with you. Thank you so much for being willing to, to be a um, guest. I'm not going to say goodbye to you just yet. We're going to go ahead and do this uh, this last, uh, this last uh, shot, and then we're going to come back and close out. Focused on photo, versed in video, for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything, contact us so we can create. All righty. Well, Crystal, you know, but they say now it's time to say goodbye to all my little friends. <laughs> what was that Mickey Mouse? M-I-C-K-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Well, you know, it has been honored to have you hang out with us. Crystal, how can people reach you? Like if they want to check out your YouTube channel and uh, check you out, your funny stories on Facebook, how can they reach you? Um, I'm on Crystal Fronter at Facebook. But on YouTube, my channel is called The Smiling Frowner. The Smiling Frowner. Oh, that yes. I like that. The media person in me likes that. The <laughs> Smiling Frowner. That is awesome. 
So like, subscribe, come over, get a laugh, you know, get your smile on, goes back to your headspace for earlier. Mm-hmm. Yes, get your smile on. Very good. The smiling frowner. That is yeah. awesome. I really, I don't know why. I'm not surprised. Like, I always <laughs> knew that you were going to be up to great things. And so we're going to have to check out the fr- smiling frowner. We're going to have to have the smiling frowner back on. And up, oh, they put it. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Miles. The smiling frowner. There it is oh, right yeah. there. Oh, my gosh. Well, do you have any final thoughts you want to give the people before we close out? Um, I always remember to smile. Always remember to smile. I agree. Make sure you think of what your smile factor is. The magic begins with a smile. Everybody, I wish you God's many blessings on your life. I pray rich blessings on your life. I pray that the Lord uh, just, um, you know, shows you that he is in control of the situation. Uh, Many of us need a reminder. We know that he's there. We know that he has us in the palm of his hands. But sometimes we just need that general reminder from him to know, you know what? I'm there. I think back to... um, the breath of God. There's a, you know, hymns all the time. We talk about the breath of God, breathe on me. And it's not until we get a little older that you start really realizing what that really feels like. Mm-hmm. Right. And the breath of God, and I just prayed God's breath would just, uh, just hit you right at the moment when you feel like you need it, especially when it's hot outside. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> on that note, Christy, Christine, Kim, Chris, I miss you all. Shavela, little Mike, I love y'all. And until next time, Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.